Welcome to the program on this Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us on SEN, 11.70 a.m. in Sydney. Thanks to Brandy and the Missile for getting things going this morning. If you've got us on the SEN app, get in touch with us. In fact, if you happen to be listening in Vegas, uh, it's Monday afternoon your time, so obviously we've got the four teams all heading there and one team already based there, but we're having a lot of media going there and everybody jumping on planes left, right and centre and people just going over for the experience. So if you've got us on the SEN app in Vegas, now it's just gone four minutes past two Monday afternoon, Las Vegas time. So if you're listening to us for your footy fix there, or if you're in another part of America and you're building up to this NRL double header, get in touch with me this morning. It's very easy via the app, as you know. Just send me a text or you can... Uh, hit the call line and give me a buzz and let me know what you're up to, what it sounds like, what it feels like, what the build-up is like. Going to get to that in just a second. Cloudy and tops of 26 degrees around Sydney today. I'll do a check of the Vegas weather a little bit later on. Scotty Bailey will join me this morning from AAP Sports. Simon Hill, host of the Global Game, of course. Matilda's with a huge game tomorrow night at Marvel Stadium. So the return leg of this Olympic qualifying series against Uzbekistan and a, a nil-all draw will be good enough, but they want to put the foot down on this one, plus everything that's been happening in the A-League. And Alex Tui from the Sydney Kings. So the play-in game tomorrow night at Kudos Bank Arena against the New Zealand Breakers, it's absolutely massive. And we've discussed this um, at length since the play-in format came into the NBL, and it's also been in the NBA, obviously. But what do you make of it? Because it's down to this now. It's it's sudden death. I mean, you can roll out as much must-see, must-win, sudden death, the whole lot. Uh, that's how we're spruiking it in the ads, in fact, for the Sydney Kings. But win, they're in. Lose, and they are out. And, of course, they're the back-to-back champions on that one. So that's the lineup of our guests this morning, and we'll pick our way through the experts and players. But a big boost for the Bunnies, as you probably heard or read this morning. Dave Riccio was on board this morning here on SEN to confirm that Cody Walker is set for a a blockbuster after passing a secret fitness test in San Diego. They've been very clever, the Bunnies. Very clever. Just stepping out of Dodge for a while and basing themselves outside of Vegas, as we know. But what they did was give... Cody Walker a run on Sunday afternoon while the rest of the South Sydney team had a day off. He's had a calf injury for the past fortnight. He's been working overtime to rehabilitate his way back to full fitness in readiness for the clash with the Seagulls. When I spoke with Andrew McCulloch yesterday, one of the reasons why he tipped Manly in that match was because he didn't think Cody Walker was going to be playing for the Bunnies in that match. But with Teamless Tuesday today, um, Walker will be named, according to Dave Riccio, in the Rabbitohs squad by Jason Demetrio later today. So that's a huge in for the Bunnies. And remember, amongst all of the stuff that's going on over there in Vegas and America and our focus on this international presence of the game, two points are on offer. Two competition points are on offer. And this is what it comes down to. We start to get to team selections. How are they going to win the match? Because two points at the end of this could well and truly decide, as we saw last year, whether you're in the eight or out of the eight when the finals swing around. So he went 
underwent a run and sprint session under the eye of the high-performance staff. The rest of the team had a day off, and it looks as though Cody Walker's going to be there, which is great news for Bunnies fans. But I want to have a bit of fun with this. Now, you've probably heard it and seen it, but let's take this one step further. Manly's Jason Saab had the unenviable job of appearing on a local uh, Vegas sports show on TV, KLAS, 8 News Now. It's called The Sports Wrap. And his job was to sit there and try and explain rugby league to the Americans. So let's have a listen here about Jason Saba, who was doing a good job, in my opinion, faced with, you know, two blokes like me and my professional job on the other side of the world, speaking to somebody that I don't know anything about. And they were talking about the nicknames. Have a listen to Jason Saab. Okay, that's yeah. a rabbit. That's the is rabbit a real, is, yeah. <laughs> is that a real creature? Is that it's a... a rabbit, but it's they're all rabbits, aren't they? They're all rabbitos. So I guess that's that's the name, yeah. So yeah. every team has their own type of, um, I'd say, totem, right? We got the seagull, they got the seagull. rabbits. You know, Broncos have the the Broncos, um, roosters have the roosters. So, <laughs> look, I mean, what else do you say there? You know, it's a rabbit. They've all got rabbits, so they're all rabbitos. And we've got a seagull, so we're seagulls, which is a pretty good way to do it. So here's the challenge this morning, and let's do this one together. Pick up the phone and do this. I want you to explain rugby league to me, and I want you to view me as one of the American hosts over there who has no idea about what you're talking about. Now, plenty of you say that in any way, but I have no idea what you're talking about, so I want you to explain rugby league to me. I've got a Signet Boost power bank to give away this morning to the best caller on 1300 01 1170. This isn't having a crack at Jason Saab. This is having a bit of fun with this because we always say, I reckon the hardest job, try and explain uh, cricket to Americans. They, they just cannot wrap their heads around it. And it's a hard game to explain. Rugby league's a bit easier. The nicknames, possibly a bit easier still. But if you pick up the phone and try and explain rugby league to me, I'm going to give you, you know, a little bit of a 30-second or less kind of thing. And I'm going to hopefully ask you a pressing question that an American would possibly ask about rugby league, a real left-of-field question that you're going to have to try and explain rugby league to me about. Nicknames, we'll leave that to Sabi. I reckon he's sort of taken care of that one. But try and explain rugby league to me in a short snap if you can. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the open line number. Charles is in charge today. Charles Goodsir is in charge, and I'm going to um, set him that challenge, amongst other things, because he went to Taylor Swift last night. More on that soon. But amongst other things, we'll throw Chucky in front of the uh, so-called American expert who wants to know what the heck rugby league is, not what it's about or who's playing. What is it? One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. That open line number. Now, Nick Politis says, uh, let's bring back the Bears and let's do it in Perth. All of this makes sense, as you'd expect from the Roosters Supremo. The Bears in WA is the right fit, he said. The WA government is very keen to have rugby league in their state and we shouldn't walk away from that. He believes there is a place for 20 teams, which I totally concur with. 20 is the ultimate number and Papua New Guinea could come in later, which I also agree with. I don't even know about later because... I certainly don't know about now. And if we're thinking early expansion, I'm thinking the Bears in WA, WA, Perth, is the right way to go first up. And on that, Nick Pilates about Papua New Guinea says, if we go too early, it's going to be a lot of NRL players going up there 
And I don't know whether that's going to be the right thing to do. So some common sense approach here from a man who obviously has the ear and vice versa of Peter Volandis. So they'll go where the money is. You know my thoughts on this. Has anybody been able to explain to us why Papua New Guinea would be the best thing for the competition? Not yet. We understand all the rest of it and the amount of money. So we understand all that. But I don't think that anybody right now can explain to me why Papua New Guinea is best for the NRL competition. If we're going to expand, I would like to see exactly what Nick Pilates would like to see, which is take the Bears to WA first. Because the government money's there. It's not as big as the money that they're offering up in Port Moresby. We're going to hold on to that later, depending on what the government is at the time. What do you think about that one? 0457 736 736. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, Dom Young has avoided surgery on his neck after that crusher tackle, which is good news. Obviously, he's in L.A., uh, won't be playing in the season opener in Vegas. Fears that he needed surgery to repair ligament damage in his neck after that crusher tackle by Toff Sipley, but he's avoided that. So that's a good outcome. Both of those missing the season opener, one for suspension and the other because of injury, but at least Dom Young um, still gets the experience and doesn't have to go under the knife. However, Tom Gilbert will miss the entire season with the ACL injury suffered um, off the ball, uh, an out-of-contact uh, injury, right knee gone, season gone. Missed most of last year after that shoulder injury that he suffered in State of Origin. A huge setback for Tom Gilbert and, of course, the Dolphins. They reckon 35,000 tickets are reportedly already sold for that Vegas doubleheader. So the capacity is, is what, 65,000 at Allegiant Stadium? The NRL's hoping for 40,000 plus. 35,000 is not bad already. I mean, I'm assuming they've sold all of those. Does it really matter? Because they're not going to pack it out. So let's play a bit of crowd bingo this morning. What do you think is the final figure for the crowd? And what do you think's a good pass, Mark? I reckon if they can get 35,000 there at the moment, what are we, Monday afternoon over there? If they've got 35,000 ready to go, There'll be a surge, no doubt about it. So over 40,000, that's not bad. That's not bad. We've seen much, much worse at big games back home in huge stadiums. So this is not a bad outcome, in my opinion. They could even break even the NRL. It's costing them a lot of money to do all this. Perhaps they even make a marginal profit from the Vegas trip. So all in all, some pretty good signs there. In cricket, give me your thoughts on this. India have beaten England to claim the series 3-1. It was a thrilling final day in the fourth test in Ranchi. So India resumed it, none for 40. They're chasing 192 to win. So you go, yeah, no worries, no problems. But they lost five for 36. So a mini collapse, five for 36. I was on either side of lunch, in fact. The five wickets tumble and they're in trouble. But then Shubman Gill... And Drew Jurel bring them home. Five for 192, a five-wicket win. It extends their unbeaten streak at home to 17 consecutive series, stretching back to February 2013. <laughs> it's February 2024. They haven't lost a series at home. Ben Stokes and Baz McCullum have now suffered their first series defeat um, as full-time skipper and coach. But Ben Stokes said, look, I think it was a great test match. Scoreboard says they won. I don't think that really gives enough credit to the game as a whole. 
the ebbs and flows every single day that happened. And he's right on that. It was a ripping test match in the end. They now move to Dharamasala for the final test of the five-match series on March the 7th. I saw a wag this morning on uh, Twitter, on social media, saying, what an excellent basball loss from England. They got in front in the game, crumbled under pressure, both are basball mantras, and followed through with not being able to bowl the lower order out twice. Ouch. Sting in the tail for that one. Meanwhile, cricket uh, to our focus on Thursday morning. I only found this out the other day. Uh, we'll have full coverage of the first test Australia v New Zealand right here on SEN, which means there'll be no morning show on Thursday morning. So I got Thursday, an unexpected day off. So this morning, some things that I can do. I've dead set, I've got a million things that I need to do sort of, you know, work-wise, but some things that I can just do on a random day off. Help me out this morning on that one. 0457 736 736. And like I said, in football, the Matildas can wrap up Olympic qualifying tomorrow night in Melbourne at Marvel Stadium. 3-0 win in the opening game. They both, both teams flew to Dubai immediately after that game, uh, the first leg. Then they shared the same flight to Melbourne. It was snow in Tashkent, and it'll be mid-30s tomorrow night down there. So you couldn't get the polar opposite. But I saw some great quotes this morning from team members of the Matildas and Ellie Carpenter saying, look, we're professionals. We travel all the time. So we're used to it, and we're up for it which is a really good mindset for this. And not only that, yeah, we're leading 3-0 three, three on the scoreboard and we're pretty much there for Paris, but we want to lock these guys down. We want to we want to lock this victory down and essentially rub it in. one 300 is my open line number. So our challenge today this morning, explain rugby league to me. I've just landed in from America. I don't know. So we're doing it the opposite way. I don't know anything about the game, but... You are sitting in front of me, Jason Saab style, and you have to explain rugby league to me. We can have some fun. If you can't do it on the phone, text in and see how you go on that one. one 1170 is the open line number. If you'd like to take that challenge this morning, I've got a Signet Boost power bank, which will keep everything powered 24-7 to give away. This is SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, your home of sport.